everyone, and welcome to Better by the Day, where we unlock the secrets to achieving a better body and mind by talking to real people who've actually done it. I'm your host, Kayla Bowers. This show is brought to you by Way Better, the app that makes health and fitness fun with weekly group challenges. You can find Way Better in the App Store or Google Play. My guest today is Madeline Payne, also known as Life is Madeline on social media. Now, Madeline is someone I think of as having so many skills when it comes to focusing on health and wellness, like her food tracking abilities, since she's basically a WW expert at this point. But Madeline's standout knowledge about getting healthy that resonates most with her 34,000 followers isn't on how to use a food scale, although she has that too. But it's that she knows firsthand that health journeys aren't always linear. In fact, they can actually come with a ton of ups and downs. In this episode, you'll hear from Madeline on how she lost 130 pounds by staying positive through what she calls her different seasons of life, how she found balance in those ups and downs by setting small, sustainable goals for herself, and how just about anyone can become an expert on their healthiest way to live life if they're willing to start out as a beginner. Here's my chat with Life is Madeline. So Madeline, welcome. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Um, so let's talk about the very beginning with your kind of like aha moment that you had. Um, so you did the color run and there was a, a moment after doing this run where you realized like, I want to change my life. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, I have always been a um, a lover of photography. I love selfies. I love group photos and all that. Um, so when I did this color run with one of my friends, um, we walked it at the time. Um, and I, after we were finished, I went back and I looked at all the pictures that we had taken and I just didn't like even one of the pictures. I was Mm. very like, this has never happened to me before. I had never been in a situation where I didn't like even one photograph. And it was really eye-opening to me. Um, and that was the moment that I decided, you know, something's got to change. I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I, I don't want to continue living my life like this. Um, Mm -hmm. and it took me a few months after that, that until I decided to finally actually make the change for myself. And had you been feeling at all leading up to this moment, like you wanted to make a change or were you kind of just living life and then the photo sent you into, oh my goodness, something has to change. Yeah. Um, there were a couple different points in my life where I tried different, um, fad diets and programs and things like that. Um, so weight loss was something that was always kind of in the back of my mind. Um, but I was happy and, you know, when I went to the doctor, I was healthy. So there wasn't really anything, pressing for me to, to join or to do something different. Um, and it was really honestly kind of more like a vanity type thing. Like I didn't like the way that I looked and I wanted to change that. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that being like the thing that pushed me towards wanting to change my life. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you can't feel like you're living your best life if you don't feel totally good about yourself and, and the way that you feel like out in public and stuff, it's, you know, it's, uh, that's important too. And, and, you know, I think anyone, 
um, discrediting that side of things is, you know, that it's, it's important to some people. And, um, I have definitely felt those feelings of like, well, you know, in my day to day, I feel okay. And then I catch a, a glimpse in the mirror or like pants don't fit right or something. And, right. and that just, it makes you feel bad. And so whatever's going to make you feel better is, is important. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned like, it took you a few months to really get into like this journey that you've now been on for a while. So, um, what was it that kind of like, what did you sort of figure out that you wanted to do? Cause you had mentioned to me, like you tried WW in the past and things like that. So what was it about this time that made you like pick that program again and, and the tactics that you moved forward with? Yeah. Um, so I actually, um, tried to do like a quick fix in between. Um, so after yeah. the color run, I was like, well, I'll try one of those programs where, you know, they send you all the food and you just eat their food. And, um, that works for a lot of people I know, but I didn't like the food. And so it was like a choice between not eating or eating this gross food. And, um, so I decided, you know, that's not for me. Is there anything else that I can do? And I had done, um, Weight Watchers previously. I think it was like two or three years before that. Um, and I was successful with it when I was home from college for the summer. Um, so I knew that it was a program where I was able to eat real food. And that was something that I was looking for. Um, I didn't want just some kind of, you know, quick fix here, eat these 10 foods for the next 90 days and you'll lose all the weight that you want to lose. And then, and then you can eat real food again. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to eat real food throughout the duration. I wanted to be able to change the way that I was living, um, to make it something that was more balanced than healthy for me. Um, I didn't want to just jump on something and then go from one thing to another, to another. Right. Yeah. So the, the balance was really important to you and like the, the long-term sustainability, yes. it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't want to do something that, um, like if I wanted to go out to eat, I would have trouble picking something off the menu, um, right. because it didn't align with my program that I was doing. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to still do things. I mean, when I started, I was, I had newly graduated college. I was living in a college town and going out for dinner and drinks with my friends was something that we did pretty frequently. So I right. wanted to be able to do a program that allowed me those freedoms. Um, and I, I mean, the whole first year of my journey, that's what I did. I went out with friends and I made different choices throughout the week so that I could accommodate those different, you know, dining out and things like that. Yeah. That's good. You were, you were living your life. Um, exactly. And so when did you notice, um, like the weight coming off for you and sort of how did that feel knowing that you were doing it differently this time than, than the other times when you tried the quick fixes or the diets you didn't like? Um, yeah, just kind of how did that make you feel knowing that you did it through this sustainable way that you wanted to do like for the long term? It felt really good. Um, I, when I first started, I had a, I had a lot of weight that I wanted to lose. Um, 
And the way that I focused on it was every five and 10 pounds. Um, So instead of focusing on the big overall goal that I wanted to reach one day, um, I tried to focus on those smaller, more manageable goals so that it Mm. wasn't too overwhelming for me. Um, And that really helped me to stay focused and feel like I was accomplishing something because I had little mini goals. So I was accomplishing something every couple weeks or every month I would hit a new weight decade or, um, hit a new number lost on the scale. Um, so that was the way that I kind of celebrated myself along the way. And it just made it a little bit more exciting for me. Mm. That's really great advice to do it in, in small increments like that. Cause I think, you know, especially when you're focusing towards a certain number on a scale, which like Mm -hmm. not everyone does, but if that's the approach you take and then it seems so far away and it seems so unachievable. And Mm -hmm. so that's great advice to say like five pounds at a time, little by little, and then eventually you'll get to the bigger number that you wanted, which you did through taking those like small positive um, little mindsets for yourself along the way, which is great. Yeah. One of the favorite things that I like to do is is to have those small manageable goals, like five and 10 pounds, but to also have um, like different milestones. So um, like every 25 pounds or something like that and, and give myself an extra special reward for every, you know, every milestone that I hit. So um, like when I hit 50 pounds down a new pair of sneakers or something like that. And then, you know, lose another 25 pounds and treat myself to like a manicure or a massage or something Mm. like that. Something that's like a tangible reward for myself, but isn't food related because so often it's like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this lifestyle change and I hit a new goal or I had a loss this week and I'm just going to splurge and, and do a cheat meal and, that for me can be a really damaging mindset because um, if you're rewarding yourself with food, then you're going to want to keep relying on food to be something that is there to support you. So you have to be able to kind of support yourself. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with enjoying treats every now and then, um, but I think it's more important to enjoy them without having a reward kind of idea. That is so interesting. That was actually my first reaction um, in my head when you were saying like it's a manicure or it's sneakers or something. And I, and I immediately thought, oh my gosh, it's not food because that is something I still fall victim to is like having a bad day, having a good day. I want to center it around some kind of celebratory meal. And then when you like are going along these journeys and you're trying to like lose weight or get in shape, whatever it is, if you're constantly like, I find rewarding yourself with food, then the rest of the time you're living, you think that you're living in this like restrictive state instead of a balanced, fulfilling life. And so, um, and that can be really damaging as you said. So that's, that's great advice. Like, and who doesn't want to go get a manicure when right exactly, exactly nice happens for you and it's so you know there's better. so many different things out there that you can do like if manicures isn't your thing like do something else you know 
there were times when I would like reward myself with like a weekend trip, um, mm-hmm. which obviously now is not really ideal given the situation of things, but, um, yeah. you know, pick, picking something that is going to actually motivate you to get to that goal. And then when you get there, actually give it to yourself. That mm-hmm. is the hardest thing I think. That's great advice. I'm writing down, go on weekend trip (laughs) (laughs) when when the world's a little calmer. Um, That's an awesome reward. I'm going to steal that one from you. Um, So when along this journey, did you start the social media account that you have? Because you now have this amazing community of people who are inspired by you. So what made you start it? When did you start it? What did you start learning from it? All that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, I started my, um, my Instagram that's dedicated to my weight loss journey, um, a couple months after I rejoined Weight Watchers. Um, so I joined in September, 2015, and I think it was December that December that I created my account. Um, I had previously been posting stuff on like my personal Instagram and it got to a point where I wanted to like be posting all my meals and posting my weigh-ins and things like that. And I didn't want to like share that with my friends. Um, so I decided to create a page, um, and I didn't tell anyone about it. I just made it and started posting stuff and followed a bunch of people who were on the same journey as me. Um, and it kind of just blossomed without me even really doing much of anything. Um, I mean, I think everyone knows, you know, you use the hashtags and you follow people and you like and comment and all that stuff. Um, but it has really been such a supportive community over the last gosh, five, six years. Um, the, the community that I have found in this, in this Instagram is, um, one of the biggest reasons why I'm still doing what I'm doing, despite all of the struggles that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, it's not just me being there to inspire all of those people, but they in turn are inspiring me. So um, I make sure that like the people that I follow are ones who are positive and supportive and uplifting um, so that I'm constantly seeing all of that inspiration too. Um, And I try to interact with um, my followers as much as I can, you know, they comment on my posts and I comment back and things like that. Mm. Um, I'm just a regular person. Like I'm not some celebrity who like has someone to manage her Instagram. Um, So I think that that is one of the reasons why people have enjoyed following my journey because I am real and I do show, you know, you struggle along this journey and that's okay. Um, so I think that that's one thing that has resonated most with people on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. You just have such a like honest personality about everything that you're going through. And I actually, I loved your post um, that you posted like either yesterday or the day before that was like your before and after photo from like a recent phase in your, in your postpartum journey from like a few months ago or something. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that you were feeling a lot of like pride in the different versions of yourself that you've seen throughout your weight loss journey. Cause you've mentioned to me and we should talk about it, how there's been like ups and downs for you. There's been like losses and gains and and losses and gains, which I think is so normal for most people. Um, And you've managed to kind of like 
find a lot of pride in that and like stay positive throughout even the lows. And so um, I just found that to be really relatable and, and really inspiring. And I'm kind of wondering like how you manage to, to keep that mindset, um, you know, and, and what you're seeing on social media through the people that you're talking to about this too. Cause I think you mentioned to me, like a lot of people are going through what you've gone through similarly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely has not been easy to keep that positive mindset. It's, it's work, it's hard work. Um, but I think it's beneficial. So it's something that I'm willing to work at. Um, so having pride in myself is one of the things that I cultivated well before I started my weight loss journey. Um, Mm. I have always had uh, confidence in myself that, um, you know, even when I was almost 300 pounds, I was still confident. I rocked a body con dress in college and I looked awesome. Um, And I think that that confidence and having that despite my weight was something that helped me when I got to a lower weight. Um, It helped me because I realized, you know, I'm still the person who I used to be. There's nothing different about me on the inside. I'm just changing my outward appearance. Um, And to me, that kind of proves that there's nothing wrong with your weight, no matter what it is. If you weigh over 300 pounds, that's okay. Um, But if you want to make a change and get your weight down, that's okay too. Um, And that's one of the things that I think a lot of people are struggling with right now, that there's this whole, you know, body positivity movement and not, you know, there's kind of like a clash there on the mm-hmm. one on social media. Um, a lot of people are promoting that body positivity and talking about diet culture and things like that. But then on the flip side, there's a whole bunch of people who are still like, well, I want to lose weight. And mm-hmm. am I wrong for that? Um, so I think it's important as, you know, influencers, as much as I hate that term, um, I think it's important to make it known that whatever you want to do, as long as you're doing it in a healthy way, then that's okay. If you want to rock the body that you're in, rock it. If you want to lose weight and still rock the body that you're in, go for it. Um, it's really about what works for you in your own personal journey. And I can't tell anyone what the right thing to do is. All I can do is what I think is right for me. And that keeps changing. So Mm. at some points there's going to be, you know, a more focused journey. And at some points there's going to be a little bit less focus and that's okay. Yeah. I, I think that's such good advice. And, um, you said something to me when we first spoke that I thought was like really profound, where you mentioned that there's these like seasons of, of life and your life changes. And so your goals change. Um, and so you just had a baby, as I mentioned earlier. And so, you know, you're still on a mission to like lose weight and you're in this postpartum phase now. Um, but tell me how that's looking like different for you now that your mom and your life has changed and like how your goals are getting restructured around that a little bit. Yeah. Um, there really are different seasons of life in that, 
um, is something I didn't really realize until I got to the this point where I'm at now. Um, because when I first started this journey, I was single and living on my own and could cook for myself and go to the gym whenever I wanted and do whatever I wanted to do because I was the only person in my life. Um, and then I met my now husband and now we have a son and it's not just me anymore. Um, so the different seasons of my life have been, I mean, not that they've been totally revolved around my weight loss, but they have kind of been colored by my weight loss. Um, there have been different times where the the focus has been less on activity or less on, you know, eating healthy, um, and more on just enjoying the time that we're in. Um, so, you know, especially during my pregnancy, I, it was my first pregnancy and I didn't really know what to expect. I had a lot of food aversions and I did not really do a good job at eating healthy. And I ended up gaining a lot of weight. I had a healthy pregnancy other than the number on the scale. And for that, I am incredibly grateful. Um, and now I'm at a point where I am, you know, back on track and trying to lose this, you know, the baby weight. Um, and I am a lot more appreciative of the time that I had before to really focus on myself because I don't have that time now. Um, I do what I can to make time for myself, but a lot of times it, I get put on the, the side burner um, because, you know, an, an infant can't care for themselves <laughs> no matter how much you want them to. Um, they have to come first because they can't do anything for themselves. They can't cook their meals. They can't, you know, change their own diapers. They can't do anything like that. So you have to put them first, at least for this, this amount of time. Um, so now I'm choosing to focus on the little things that I can do each day, like making sure I get my water in and, getting my steps in each day and trying to make my portions a little bit smaller because I might not be able to focus on eating as well-rounded as I might like to previously. Mm -hmm. um, but the different seasons of my life have all kind of prepared me for this moment. There have been different times where I've been able to be more focused and there's been times where I've been less focused. Mm -hmm. um, so they've all prepared me to kind of give me the tools that I needed right now in order to be where I want to be in the future. That's amazing. Yeah. And it sounds like you found just, as you just said, like the ability to be flexible in how you tackle your goals, kind of no matter where you are in life. So what do you say to people on your social media or people in the world that you're speaking to about this who are in let's say like a, a down part in life, um, if they're feeling like they've gained weight or they're feeling demotivated, what's kind of like your key piece of advice to those people to like stay positive and, and keep going and, and know that it's not going to be perfect the way you envision it in your head every time? Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest, um, questions that I get asked is like, how do you stay so motivated or how do you, you know, I've, I have gained weight, especially in the last year, a lot of people have gained weight. Um, and 
don't really know how to get back to what they were doing before. Um, so my biggest piece of advice for, for those people would be to start small, start with something manageable. Um, because one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're trying to change their lifestyle is they try to go from zero to a hundred, um, just do a complete 180 of their lifestyle and change absolutely everything. Um, change the way they're eating, start being active every day, you know, go from no water to a gallon of water a day. And it's not surprising that, you know, that might work for the first day or two, but then after that point, you're probably going to feel a little bit defeated and quit. Um, I mean, I'm no stranger to that. I have definitely bitten off more than I can chew at one point or another. Um, but if you start small and make those tiny little goals for yourself, it's easier to build on that. Um, so like for activity, for example, um, when I, before I had my son, I was running, I, I would routinely run five K's, um, not like races, but just like through my neighborhood, um, and at one point I had run a half marathon. So I was running, I was good at running and I liked it and I enjoyed it. And after I had my son, I was like, let's go for a run one day. And I was not in shape at all. <laughs> so instead of, you know, beating myself up for not being at the level where I was previously, I decided to just take it small. Don't start with running, start with walking. Don't try and do 30 minutes or an hour at a time, just do five minutes. So I actually started with five minutes, three days a week. And that's all I did for two weeks. And then after two weeks, I bumped it up to 10 minutes a day, three times a week. And then I did 15 minutes a day. And then I added in a fourth day a week and slowly, slowly built myself up to a level where I was not back to where I was before, but I was feeling a little bit more confident in my abilities and able to add in more variety in my activity, um, and more time and more days in the week and things like that. So definitely starting small, not biting off more than you can chew and then building on those habits that you've created so that you can kind of add more. Mm. That's great advice. And, um, I'm wondering about, um, how you took that approach to like food tracking. Cause you, you know, you're a tracking expert. You're, yeah. you know, you at one point started working for Weight Watchers as like a partner for them. And so you've got it down on lock. And um, I'm someone who finds food tracking really overwhelming, like keeping mm -hmm. up with it and analyzing what you're looking at and, and all that stuff. So how did you get started on that piece of it? And how did you learn to kind of like master it? And what are the things that people should know about food tracking if they want to take that, that yeah. approach, um, to kind of help them really optimize doing it. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that I did when I started, um, after, after having my son, when I started postpartum, I knew that I wasn't going to be, um, you know, on track really, but I wanted to just kind of get an idea of where I was at the time. So I started tracking, um, but not caring about like how many points I was using for Weight Watchers. Um, so like if you were counting calories, you wouldn't care how many calories you were eating. You were just tracking what you were consuming. Um, I think that 
starting out with that is the best way to kind of give yourself an idea of what you're doing right now. And then it makes it easier to make little tweaks. So instead of just, you know, okay, I'm going to change my eating habits and I'm going to start weighing and measuring absolutely everything and um, writing it all down. And then I'm just going to stay in my points or my calories or whatever. Um, Instead of doing that, just eat what you've been eating, write it down. That's it. And then once you've kind of got a grasp of what your average day looks like, see where you can make some tweaks. So, okay. Like when I started my food tracking challenge last week, I decided to give myself the challenge of tracking calories in addition to Weight Watchers points, which I've never tracked calories before. So I felt like I was a brand new person. Like I had never done this before. Um, but I figured out that when I was using my coffee creamer, I had gotten into the habit of being a little heavy handed um, mm. and was using a lot more coffee creamer than I needed to be. Um, so I got out my food scale and I weighed out a, an appropriate amount. And that's how much I use in my coffee now. Um, so I think another big tip for when you are starting to track your food is to have some kind of measurement device whether it's a food scale that you can like set your bowl or plate or cup on and put the food in. Um, or if you use like measuring cups and spoons to measure stuff out, um, having some way to measure out your portions because the biggest downfall of all of us is portion size. Um, because our eyes are generally bigger than what they should be. Um, I mean, think of like when you go out to eat and you get a restaurant size portion, you probably think that that's a normal portion, but it usually is like two or three portions. Um, <laughs> so like what, if you portion out your dinner, thinking about when you dine out at a restaurant, of course your portions are going to be larger. Um, so using a kitchen scale or measuring cups or something like that to measure everything out is going to give you the best idea. And, you know, after you've been doing it for a while, it gets easier to eyeball it. Um, but honestly, even after doing this for five years, there's some things that I still weigh and measure because I cannot for the life of me get get a handle of the eyeballing it. Like chicken breast is one thing that I'm so bad at eyeballing <laughs> it. I always look at it and I'm like, yeah, that's three ounces. And then I weigh it and it's like, well, it's five or six. Um, so, you know, that's one thing that I think is easiest to keep yourself on track. And it's not hard. Like now when I, when I make dinner, I just set my plate on the kitchen scale. And when I'm plating everything, I just, you know, put the chicken on and then see how much the chicken is and then zero it out and then put the veggies on and then zero it out and then put the rice on or whatever. And, it's not hard. It's, you know, it might be one extra step, but it's not something that's, you know, going to totally set you off. Um, but yeah, those, those small steps, I think, um, just tracking what you're eating and then weighing and measuring things are probably the easiest way for you to sort of get the hang of tracking. That's such good advice around the scale. Cause you're right. Like I never know, what the ounces are of, of anything. I actually was, I just became really curious about this recently. 
And I was looking up like what the right portion sizes are for things. And, and there are some tricks out there. Like, um, like I think I was looking up salmon and it was like, well, it should, it should be about the size of your, your fist. Um, so I was like, all right, I can like, and I have small hands. So I was like, well, that probably that <laughs> works for me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a total guessing game. And so having, uh, a scale to like put your plate on and do it that way is really, really smart. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. It's, it, it makes it so much easier because I mean, that's one thing that I have always tried to do is not cut corners, but like make everything as easy as possible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a kitchen scale, cause that way you don't have to, you know, if you use measuring cups or something like that, then they're all dirty and then you have more dishes to do. So if you just use kitchen scale, there you go. Easy peasy. That's also really great advice. I didn't even think about the dirty dish component. That's, uh, that's one thing we're all dealing with in this pandemic is all the dishes at home all day. (laughs) And you with a baby, you must go through so many. Oh my gosh. I forgot to turn my dishwasher on last night and I went to open it up and I was like, all these dishes are still dirty. I thought that I turned it on and I guess I didn't. (laughs) And so it's going right now. Oh my gosh. That is the worst. Um, So is there anything else about food tracking besides um, like the scale tips that you mentioned that you think people should know? Like, is there anything that you've learned by tracking your food about food itself? Like, do you ever look at the, like the macros or the nutrients? I know there's that whole component too. Yeah. Um, um, I think it's been kind of eye opening for me this past, um, like week and a half doing this food tracking challenge, um, because I've been tracking calories and Weight Watchers points. Um, so I've been on Weight Watchers since 2015. Um, I joined the first time in 2010. So I've technically been on since, you know, for like 11 years, Mm -hmm. um, just on and off for the first couple of years. Um, but so points have always been really familiar to me, even though the plans have changed over the last couple of years, you know, they change approximately every two years. Um, but it's still based in the same concept of you have points and this is how many you get in a day and you just track your points and that's all you have to worry about. Um, so the whole idea of tracking calories was interesting to me, um, because, you know, on, on Weight Watchers for the longest time, like fruits and vegetables have been zero points, but they have calories in them. So when I had to start tracking calories, I was like, you mean I have to weigh my lettuce? This is outrageous. And you know, it's not many calories, but it still is something and it adds up. Um, so I think the biggest tip that I can have for anyone who is, tracking whatever method you're using to track, just try and learn the ins and outs of it. Um, Because I feel like a newbie now with tracking calories and it's given me a lot more perspective on like the foods that I'm eating and what I tend to reach for when I am feeling hungry. Like if, you know, if I need a snack or something like that, I tend to reach for fruit or vegetables or something like that because there's zero points on, on WW. Um, but they do add up as far as calories. Like I had 
a bowl of grapes in, in the first week that I was tracking. And I, I went to go, I weighed them out and I went to go track them. And I was like, goodness, I did not realize the grapes were that many <laughs> calories. Um, and, you know, to me, the, the choice of, you know, grapes versus like potato chips or something like that, I'm always going to reach for, for the fruit. I'm, I'm a fruit person. Um, and I think that that is something that a lot of people kind of, shy away from, especially with the like low carb and everything like that. Um, because there are natural sugars and fruit. Um, so they do affect you differently. Um, but I've never been the kind of person who, you know, if I eat too much fruit in one week, I have a gain on the scale. That's never been how I am. I, it's not fruit that I have a problem with. It's all the other foods out there. (laughs) Um, but I think, Anyway, to get back, I think my biggest tip um, for anyone who's starting with food tracking is to just try and learn as much as you can about the method that you're using. It doesn't matter what method you're using, but just try and learn as much as you can. Um, Because the only way that we're going to become experts at whatever we're trying to do is if we start out as a beginner. I am in no way an expert calorie counter, but I am a beginner and I am learning new things every day. And I'm sure by the end of this challenge, by the end of this week, I will have learned at least 14 new things, one new thing each day. Um, and I will kind of have a little bit more perspective on the different foods that I'm eating. So just try and learn as much as you can about what you're doing. That is such great advice to just remember that at some point, Everybody who ever mastered anything was a beginner in it. Um, yeah, I love, I love that so much. That's uh, that's I think going to stick with me for a long time. Anytime I feel like, oh gosh, why am I not a pro at this already? No matter what it is. That yeah, I'm and doing. that's something that I definitely have to work on in my own self. Um, I there are so many things that I want to do and I have not done because. I don't want to be bad at them. And you have to be bad before you can be good. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is something that I have learned and I'm still working on to this day. So you're not alone. (laughs) That's awesome. And, and, you know, you've like, as you said before, like your journey has just like changed and reshaped so many times based on where you've been at in life. And and you've still managed to make it work no matter where you are in, in what phase. And, and that's really inspiring. And so I wonder like if you could look back to younger Madeline right after the color run, hating this photo, um, if you could tell her anything about like where you are now, what would it be? Um, yeah, I... I've actually thought about this before. Um, There have been times where um, it was like when I was about to marry my now husband, um, I would look back and I would think, wow, if you had told me a year and a half ago that I would have lost over a hundred pounds and met the man of my dreams and I'm about to marry him, like you would, I would be laughing in your face. Um, So if I could go back and tell Color Run Madeline one thing, um, it would probably be to just keep going and 
you know, one day you'll run a half marathon and that will be an amazing accomplishment. And you just walk that 5k and that's going to be the start. You are starting something new and beautiful and just don't give up. Just keep going. That's great advice. It's very beautiful. I love it. Um, Madeline, this has been really fun. I love getting all of this great wisdom from you. I think that you just have so much to share with the world about like making all these tangible goals work for you so that they pay off in, in the long run. And, and it's awesome. So um, I won't keep you for too much longer. We'll do a little rapid round and then you're free to go. You can wake up your son from his nap if he needs it. And uh, awesome. I'm sure we'll like see each other on Instagram and stuff soon. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So um, what is one myth about health that you used to believe was true? Um. So I think that the myth that I most believed, especially when I first started out, was that your health journey is um, linear and it's just a straight line from point A to point B. And that is not the case at all. Um, I have had so many ups and downs on this journey. And um, that would be one thing that was probably the biggest lesson for me was that your health journey is not going to be a straight line. So true. Um, what is your favorite healthy WW approved recipe and why? Um, I am a big fan of Buffalo chicken. Um, so one of my favorite recipes would be, um, just quick and easy Buffalo chicken. Um, so I just take, um, a chicken breast, shred it up and add Frank's red hot Buffalo sauce. And, um, usually, Bolt House Farms Ranch dressing, um, and just a little bit of cheddar cheese, um, sometimes some cream cheese if I'm feeling like I needs to be a little thicker, um, and just mix that up. And if you want to make it into a dip, you can bake it in the oven and then it gets a little crusty on top. Um, or you can put it in a wrap for like a buffalo chicken sandwich, or you can just scoop it up with carrots and celery. That's my favorite way to eat it personally. I'm hungry. That sounds so good. <laughs> I know I'm hungry now too. <laughs> um, well, Madeline, you obviously inspire so many people, but who inspires you? Um, I think my biggest inspiration is honestly the Instagram community. Um, I have met a lot of, I've never met them in real life, but like real life friends that I would consider to be my friends. Um, so that has been something that has kept me going, even when I have been struggling. Um, so having the group of close friends in this community has been one of the biggest supporters for me and they inspire me every day. That's amazing. Well, we love having you as part of our way better community and love having you like leading all these games and, and showing us what to do. It's, it's just really awesome. And you're really inspiring. So again, this has been so fun, Madeline. I can't wait to see you in the app and, and on Instagram and stuff again soon. And uh, thanks so much for chatting with me. Of course, it was wonderful to chat with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Better by the Day with my guest, Madeline Payne. And of course, a big thanks to Madeline for sharing so many amazing tips with us. It was really important for me to hear from Madeline and remember that health journeys aren't always linear and sometimes our bodies will just change as our life changes, but 
Either way, we can find balance and work towards our goals in all of those ups and downs anyways. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a rating and review or tell a friend. To get in touch with us about your own ups and downs or just to chat food tracking, you can email podcast at waybetter.com. We'll be back next week with another amazing episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you there.